1: Thank you for joining us. The topic of today's message brings us face-to-face with the most imposing question of our lives. What will our answer be? Will we consistently stand up for Jesus Christ no matter what the cost to us? Or would we choose self-preservation at any cost to our Lord and Savior? Will we risk eternal life with Him? Listen as Pastor Rander shares with us. Have Bible, pen, and paper handy as you will want to take notes. The scripture says,
2: do not withhold correction from a child. For if you beat him with a rod, he will not die. <laughs> 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 I'm just getting heated up in here. That's the scripture. I'm not making this up. It's in your Bible. If you I'm torn it out, you shall beat him with a rod. And deliver his soul from hell. From hell. You know why? Because hell in them. They talk back and roll their eyes and walk out and won't speak. Won't say good morning. That's hellish. That's why the fatty tissue is on the backside. side. It's on the backside. God, increase that tissue tissue, so that you can put the rod where it belongs. I'm not hardly through with this message. Parents, you do your children a tremendous disservice when there are no negative consequences for bad attitudes, behavior, and disrespect. Stop rewarding or being passive with this kind of behavior and consistently apply firm, loving consequences to modify inappropriate behavior. That's what it takes. Because if they don't respect your authority, they're not going to respect the the authority of the schools. The law. And that's why many of them end up dead, because you didn't do your homework. Now, that's the children. A word of wisdom to wives and mothers. Number one, moms, wives, possess a passionate, unwavering love for your God. Mark 1230 says, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. In other words, your children ought to see love exuding from you, impacting the ambience of that home in an incredible way. Number two, have moms, you wives out there and mothers have an unconditional love for your husband and submit to him. Now, I know we're in a feminist age. But this is what the scripture says, so don't get mad at me, you rang up heaven. (laughs) Ephesians 5.22 says, wives, submit to your own husband, that means you all not have but one, (laughs) as to the Lord. You see, a healthy, well-balanced marriage will make mutual submission a priority because men have to submit just like the wives. The wife is to submit to her husband, who is the head. Uh, uh, her husband, who is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, says the Scripture. And the husband is to submit to God as he fulfills his God-ordained role as a husband. He is to sacrificially love her, serving her, providing for her, honoring for her. And you husband and men out there, her submission to you ought not be a burden. It ought to be a joy because of your honor to her. Number three. Mothers and wives refuse to allow laziness to become a liability to your family. Proverbs thirty-one fifteen says, she gets up early while it is still dark. She provides food for her family and portions for her servant girls. Mothers, you need to get up and stop hitting the snooze button. <laughs> you need... When is the last time your children smelt some bacon and eggs cooking without sliding them by McDonald's? For some things to happen, you have to put in some T-I-M-E time. Mothers and wives, forgive, trust God, and let go of past hurts. I know you, moms and, and wives, you've been hurt by Insensitive daddies and fathers. Some of you are in pain as I speak. Some of you have one failure after another. You put in all your time and do all you can only to see your, your children do so badly. Philippians 3:13 says. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Don't wallow in it. Turn to Jesus. Cry out to the Lord. Ask him for help and mercy. Never stop praying for your children. I know they're no longer on your lap, but when they're no longer on your lap, they're on your hearts. And when you stop praying for them, you're saying they are too hard for God. And such is not the case. You moms and wives speak in wisdom and minister with your words. Proverbs 36, 21 says she opens her mouth with wisdom and on her tongue is the law of kindness. A wife, a mother's words of wisdom make her attractive and draw her family right into her presence. You don't cut your children down. You, you, you don't demoralize them. You don't call them stupid. You don't cuss them out, mamas. You, are, you have to be a virtuous woman, a woman of honor, a character. And, and so much so that when you have passed on, the words of mom and the graciousness of a mother will linger long in that child's heart because of the impact you made when that child was at home. Number six, when the beauty of the Lord is up upon you, mothers and wives, when the beauty of the Lord is upon you, your husband and children enjoy your presence. For you, wives and mothers who feel down. And I'm talking to somebody out here. Someone under my voice, you are beat up. You're distraught. There's a mom who's struggling with children. Children whose husband has abandoned them you're discouraged but isaiah 61:3 says god is able <laughs> to give you beauty for ashes only god can take the charred fragments Of the pain and betrayal and give you beautiful ashes. Allow the Lord to restore what the locusts have eaten and make you into a woman of grace and nobility. If you would only turn to Jesus, he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask or think and turn your ashes into beauty. Now, word of wisdom to fathers and husbands. Uh, Number one, a godly man will grow up and mature in his walk with the Lord. The worst thing you can have is a grown, silly man. (laughs) Uh, 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 Men out there, excuse the English, your wife ain't your mama. Your wife don't have any business picking up after you. you. You are to minister, you are to serve. You don't just sit and hold the remote and tell her what to do and you come eat and go sit down and burp while she does the dishes. <laughs> you you helped her make those babies. She didn't make them by herself. And it's very important that you grow up. First Corinthians 13, 11 says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. And God is expecting you fathers and men out there to grow up. Number two, a godly man will love his wife unconditionally and not dishonor her. First Peter 3, 7 says, "Husbands likewise, dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel. And as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. Stop praying if you're dishonoring your wife, because God will not hear a man pray when he is dishonoring his wife. You reverence her. You speak well of her. You encourage her. And you repent of how you treat her. Number three, a godly man will fight to keep And preserve his family. John 10.10 says the thief comes not except to steal and to kill and to destroy. Nehemiah 4.14 says, and I looked and arose and said to the nobles, to the leaders and to the rest of the people, do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, great and awesome, and fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives and your houses. In other words, men, some things are worth fighting for. You have to fight for your family. You have to fight for your wife. That's right. And you can't fight unless you're at home. <laughs> you are the covering to that house. You, 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 you are the barometer. Uh, you, you're the thermostat in that house. You determine whether that house is hot is hot. On fire for God, are and loving and warm, are cold and insensitive and full of strife. You got to fight to keep your kids from pornography, you have to fight to to keep them from victimized, being victimized by the culture that's desiring to shape their thinking in an anti biblical way. You have to fight for your child's mind, you have to fight. For their reputation, you have to fight for their very souls because Satan wants to destroy them to the very core. Number four, a godly husband, I'm almost done. A godly husband and father is a man of humility. Say humility. Humility. What are the characteristics of humility? Number one, being accountable to his wife. You know, she said, where you been? That's none of your business. That's not right. You know. Oh, uh, can I see the checkbook? You ought to be able to share it. What's, what's there? You ought not be hiding monies. There ought not be separate accounts because you can't trust. I wouldn't marry anybody I couldn't trust. What you mean a prenuptial agreement? Don't marry them. <laughs> Agreeing to what? Being accountable. Number two, humility will not manipulate in order to control. <laughs> will not do that. Number three, humility. You'll give soft answers man. Where she makes insensitive remarks toward you, she's gonna. Sometimes she will say some statements. What you say? No. (laughs) You know. You don't. You don't cuss your wife out. No. 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 You don't blow steam all over the house. You're two imperfect people serving a perfect God. So you don't do that. Number four, humility listens to his wife and children from the heart. That's what you'll do, man. You'll listen to your wife and children from the heart in the spirit and give them your undivided attention. Number five, you'll be willing to say I'm I was wrong. Forgive me. Number six, you'll no longer have to have the last words. Uh, number seven, you will yield for the sake of peace and no longer force the issue. Because something is not going your way, man. Number eight, you will never seek to get even in your family. You don't do that. I'll show her. Number five, a godly husband and father is slow to anger. Anger is possessing deep internal hostility. Overt or hidden sullen anger creates all kinds of opportunity for Satan to destroy relationships. And the fact of the matter is there are too many angry men, husbands, wives, and mothers. Homes are raging with anger. Neighbors having to call the police. Folk out of control. Kids walking into a, living in a war zone. And then you wonder why your child is not learning and they want to label your child E.D., emotionally disturbed. No, they need to label those parents E.D. because you made them disturbed. (laughs) And they want to whoop them because they're not making a good grade and the home is chaotic. (laughs) Chaotic. You got too many E.D. parents (laughs) who are creating E.D. kids. Proverbs 14, 17 says, a quick tempered man acts foolishly and a man of wicked intentions is hated. Someone once said, although the tongue weighs very little, only a few are able to hold it. Number six, a godly husband and father is a man of worship. Worship is vital in the lives of the family. As a matter of fact, God is calling men to be priests in the home. Uh, Husbands and fathers, when is the last time you pray with your children? Daddies, daddies, look at me. When is the last time your child seen you on your knees and praying to the God of glory? Mothers and fathers, husbands and wives, when is the last time your children Saw so you praying to God together, they came in unannounced and saw you in prayer and ask, what are you doing? That's why so many homes are turbulent. The only thing is that's, going, that's going to bring uh, civility, stability, serenity, tranquility to the family is prayer. You can't pray and fight. Psalms 95, 6 says, oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. And finally, but not the least, a godly man will be available and teach his children. I love this verse. Verse. Deuteronomy chapter six, verses six and seven says, and these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. Dad. 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 It is your responsibility to teach your children to pray. It is your responsibility to teach To to teach your children to hear God. It is your responsibility, Dad, to teach your children how to have respect for authority. It is your responsibility, Dad, to, to teach them how to behave and to listen and to have a good work ethic and not let them lounge around the house doing nothing. It is your responsibility, Dad, to teach your children how to dress appropriately. Presidents of the United States. He wouldn't have said, I'm gonna announce my candidacy with his pants hanging off his rear. So. <laughs> he wouldn't have said, I'm gonna announce my candidacy for presidents of the United States with a with grill in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm president. Up. get the grill out your mouth stop tattooing yourself you scared foe. nobody's going to hire you looking like a who knows what you scared hair all over your head looking like you out insane you see how clean cut that man is you suit, look nice, dress nice, and speak well. It's not talking Ebonics. An absentee father is of no earthly good to his family. Daddy, go home. can't raise your children while you in the streets. You got a wife and family. Get yourself back in that house. And you don't have time for a sideline cuckabine either. Okay. God will get me going now. My wife for 31 years. Listen, it take a whole lot. When I, I, I give all my, my finances, you got my finances. When I give all when I give all my physical needs, my emotional needs, when I be a covering for her, when I love her unconditionally, and when I'm there for her and, and meet all her needs. Listen, I'm tired. <laughs> I don't have time for nobody else. She has warned me out. maneuvering on in the dark and got these little private little things going on on the side little little things in the cell phone and little stuff going on on the internet and on the side. Shame on you. Shame, shame, shame. Get yourself home and be a one woman's man. If you don't go home and stay home and be the priest that God is calling you to be, there'll come a day you wish you had. I conclude this message with the lyrics of a song by Cat Stevens. Lend me your ear. Dealing with absenteeism. My child arrived just the other day. He came into the world in the usual way, but there were planes to catch and bills to pay. He learned to walk while I was away. He was talking for, I knew it. And as he grew, he said, I'm going to be like you, dad. You know, I'm going to be like you. And the cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon, little boy blue and the man in the moon. When you're coming home, Dad, I don't know when, son, but we'll get together then, you know, son. We'll have a good time then. Well, my son turned 10 just the other day. He said, thanks for the ball, Dad. Come on, let's play. Can you teach me to throw? I said, not today, son. You see, I have a lot to do. He said, to the boy, that's okay. And he walked away, but his smile never dimmed. He said, I'm going to be like you, Dad. You know, I'm going to be like you. And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon, little boy blue and the man in the moon. When you're coming home, I don't know when but son we'll get together then you know we'll have a good time then well he came from college just the other day so much like a man I just had to say son I'm proud of you can you sit for a while he just shook his head and he said with a smile what I really like dad is to borrow your car keys See you later. Can I have them, please? (laughs) Daddy long since retired. My son's moved away. I called him up just the other day. I said, I'd like to see your son if you don't mind. He said, I'd love to, Dad, if I could find the time. You see, the new job's a hassle, and the kids have the flu. But it's been sure nice talking to you. Dad, it's been nice talking to you. Uh, And as I hung up the phone, it occurred to me, my son had grown up to be just like me. My boy was just like me, I reiterate recapitulate daddy go home rise up and be a father anybody can make babies animals make offsprings it takes a real daddy to bring them up in the Lord and be there and nurture them And not try to make the extra dollar and extra work at the expense of your family. Not trusting God and being content where you are for the sake of the children that God gave you. And all God's children said, Amen. May we pray, Father, I know conviction has come into this place, from the pulpit to the back door, to singles, to children, to mothers and wives, fathers and husbands. Lord. Help us to make a fresh start. And we ask you through restore store with the locusts of Eden. Give families a new beginning today in the power of the Holy Ghost, we pray. In the name of Jesus and all God's children said.
1: As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy, yet even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, and eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683.